we've been talking about being the difference. Um, and so Jen and I, I just want to share some things with you tonight. How, do, how many of you know that Jen and I are just like regular people with regular problems? Like, you know, we get in the flesh and, and, and we fuss at each other and, you know, we're real people, okay? I just want to let you know that. So we have to work with the anointing of God and the anointing of God on our life to walk and be successful just like anybody else does. We never try to tell you that, you know, we're up here spiritually. No, we're not. We're just the people that God's tapped and said, hey, I want you to lead this. I want you to do this. And he's given us, you know, 30 plus years of experience to aid us in doing that, along with a wonderful Holy Spirit who lives on the inside. So that's what we're that's what we're after. So we know that Acts 44, 33 in the Amplified says, and with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and say these next words with me, two words, great grace, loving kindness and favor and goodwill rested richly upon all of them. The Bible actually in the Greek bears out that the grace of God is out on our literal person right now. Tap your arm, tap your arm. There's grace on you. God's grace on your life. Well, what's God's grace? What do you need? Do you need healing? Do you need provision for your finances? Do you need peace? Do you need wisdom? Do you need favor with somebody? Do you need wisdom to talk with somebody because a situation is met? What do you need? That great grace is upon you to deliver whatever you need. And that great grace is upon you to be a difference and a light so other people can see, oh, this is how people who trust Jesus act. During this COVID time, we need to walk as people who have the difference in us. During the racial riots, during the things that are going on, during people blowing up. I've never seen so many angry people on Facebook in my life. That's why I don't go on it. Um, just so many angry people. We are to be light and hope. And the big word that is a huge core value for us, kind. That's going to speak to people. That's going to minister to G people. You know, the other day I was I went for an MRI for something. Um, I'm fine. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I went and, and you know, there was some type of breakdown and the lady, my appointment was at three. They told me to get there at two thirty. I got there uh, at two, th well, a little bit before that. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, 3.15, 3.30, 3.45. And I'm thinking, what is the deal? So I go up and I say, hey, um, do I still have a, oh yeah, Mr. K Mr. Kanata. They send me back. Of course they have my name is Mr. John Malata, which was another guy that was there. <laughs> no, I'm not John Malata. I'm not here for x-rays. I'm here for, oh, okay. So bottom line is, is the, the, the technician said, I told them at 2.55 to tell you if you wanted to cancel, you could because I was an hour behind. They didn't tell you that? <laughs> I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm here. It's all good. And she looked at me like I had a third eye. Like she didn't know what to do with someone being kind and patient. And it's okay. I'm not angry. That's how people, that's what people need. Right. I mean, you're in the medical profession. That's what you need. You know, she's dealing with it every day, Jessica, uh, with all that. People just need to be kind. There's no reason why we can't be kind when we have kindness from the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Can I hear a big amen? amen. So this is what the Lord's telling us to do to be the difference. Hold nothing back. Say that with me. 
hold nothing back. And the day we're living, the mindset is fend for myself and mine. And if I have something left over, I'll think about it. That's the, that's the worldly attitude, right? You have to make your own way through hard work and sweat. Well, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard and we shouldn't sweat, but that's not how you get ahead. We get ahead by putting our complete and total trust in Jesus, and then we work hard. But we don't trust our working hard to get us what we need. We trust Jesus to take care of every need. But God said, hold nothing back. Give it all away freely. Love, kindness, help, comfort, encouragement, knowing that God will keep you in constant supply and abundance for your own family. What you got? Um, so I was love that Teresa said that tonight in the song, to hold nothing back. Um, so holding nothing back, you know, all of us have, we've all gone through so many things um, in our lives. And unfortunately, we don't get to choose what hits our life. Mm. So all of, you know, the Bible talks about storms. And um, so all of us, we've walked through storms or we're currently in one right now. I know we are. Yeah. Um, and but the thing about storms is you don't get to choose and you don't get to determine what kind it is. You know, they, they can ex unexpectedly come. The other day, I'm just sitting on the couch and we're watching TV. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's storming out. You know, we just... Even the weatherman's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> but so these things come into our lives, you know, um, there could be sicknesses, you know, with COVID or, or, you know, like with what Ben is dealing with or, um, you know, there's uh, marriage relationship problems, re relationships between kids and parents. There's problems. Um, there's alcohol addictions. There's drug addictions, uh, eating disorders, um, depression, anxiety. Some people are just um, overwhelmed, you know. So all these things are it, are things that we go through. And I think when we lived in um, Naples, we were in Irma. Is yes. that the one? Yes. Well, so we were in like the eye of Irma. We no, were we living. We were in the red around. Oh, the you're eye. right. The red around. So we're, we eye. were living in Naples and we <laughs> were like the bottom of Florida, which is why we just we just felt like we were at the bottom of the earth living down there. But anyways, <laughs> um, we got hit first. And so we were in our house. And so it's terrifying. Yeah. And so he was so smart and he put in a, uh, you know, one of those things that turns your whole house generator. Baby. Yeah. So we, we, we were, you know, but we were inside yelling to the windows you know, <laughs> because like, the winds were so strong. We could hear a train go up over, which is a tornado sound, and it wiped out the trees on our property. But, gosh, you know, so that next morning, and we all know that even here in Ocala, you go out that next morning, and you look outside, and it is like a war zone. Yeah. You don't even know. Even the property we live on right now, if there's just a minor storm, our trees, <laughs> there's like so much debris. But, you know, when we come up out of storms, we emerge from them eventually. Thank you, Jesus. And just so you know, gosh, the Lord has just shown me so much lately about different things that we're going through. And some of these things that I've gone through in my life and we've gone through as a as parents and different things like that, I'm like, I get amazed that I'm even can smile or that I can laugh now and, or, you know, but you know what? It's the grace of God, you know? And so, and we'll look back in situations and be like, how did we even get through that? But holding nothing back is everyone takes their, their situations and you emerge up out of it. And hopefully what you do is you learn from the situation. You have that experience now, whether you want it in your life or not. We've, we have experiences in our life now that, ugh, I wish didn't happen, but they're part of our story now. And, um, 
like I said, you don't get to control that, but you take from the, um, you take from the storm, the, um, experience that you went through and then you take, you come out and you realize the things you need to repair. Um, you, you know, because in the natural, there's just stuff that needs to be repaired. Um, but all those things, you know, are things that, um, are to be used to help somebody else to not have to go through a storm, hopefully, in their life, you know. Right. Um, we take the experience. We, we're affected. Sometimes we just change. You don't even feel like the same person because you went through something. Your personality, it's just different because your perspective is different. And I don't know if it's just me getting older, but I'm at a point where I'm like, I am holding nothing back. You know, I went through... I had an eating disorder. I had social anxiety, um, depression, um, and all these things hit my life. But you know what? I got through it, and God's with me. And now I'm able, and you know, you hear your misery is your ministry, but I don't want to not tell somebody something if they're going to get helped. Right. I want to, and forget who you're even talking to, you know, don't be, um, some people get afraid of people's, you know, they're, they're older than me, like maybe the youth or college age. Well, they're adults. You know what? God has used kids to speak in my life. God uses my own kids to speak in my life. God used, um, Barb Michael. We went to lunch, um, and he, she just had a now word for me, you know, and I, I hate that cause you're all in your, you're out and then you're all crying and they're like, oh my gosh, hope we don't run into people. But you know, you're just all, cause I'm a blobber. Like when I cry, it's that ugly cry. And anyways, but I didn't expect it, but she had that now word for me. And I want to live like that. You know, I want to be able to share the things I've gone through with other people. So we take, we emerge up out, we have, we're affected by it. Um, and then some good can come out of it. Actually in Naples, when we had that big storm, we bonded with a neighbor and that, I mean, I hate that that was the reason, but he came over and we're inside and we cooked and, and we bonded and all that. So, um, the storms we go through are stories and they need to be shared. So don't ever be afraid. The enemy will totally attack you and say, or your own insecurities will make you feel like, well, they don't need to hear that. They already know that. I'm telling you, the people need encouragement. People need to hear how you made it through. Yeah, that's awesome. Second uh, Corinthians 1, 4 says this. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort. Get this. God has given us. So the idea with this grace that we have, it's not for us as much as it's for others. We take this grace and we live this life and the light that our life shows because of the grace that's on it is other people seeing who Jesus is, other people seeing how good he is, other people seeing, wow, he really does love me and he's not mad at me, right? So now I'm going to read a portion of scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15. This portion of scripture uh, has to do Paul's instructing the church on, on, on sowing and reaping and giving. I am not sharing this portion of scripture with that idea in mind. I'm sharing this portion of scripture with the kingdom principle that we find in it. Okay, so verse 6 says this. Uh, I'm going to read it in the, in the New Living Translation, then I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. In the Amplified, it says, remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also sow sparing, will also reap 
sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Now, I know that he's specifically talking through this portion uh, about giving, but this kingdom principle is true no matter what subject we talk about. We live our lives in such a way to give to others so that blessing may come to them and not get our eyes on ourselves. The first thing Paul attributes this holding nothing back mentality is to the idea of sowing seed. He actually talks about a farmer. Now, did you know that when you sow, you're going to reap, right? I put corn seed in the ground and I get corn. You know, I don't put corn seed in the ground and up come human babies. That's not how it works. Okay. They produce after their own kind. So whatever seed I put in the ground, I put kindness in the ground of somebody's life. And I'm hoping that it'll reap a harvest back of them to see. The focus for us is that blessings may come to others and not ourselves. When I'm miserable, just me, I always seem to be focused solely on myself and not on others. Or not on Jesus. Well, that's just me. Maybe you're more holy than that. But when I'm miserable, I'm focused on John. So you had some thoughts yeah, on that too, right? I also, I look at the word as a, as a seed that I'm going to sow into my heart. Um, the seed that we, when we read the scriptures, it produces a faith inside of us. You know, the Bible talks about that faith comes by hearing and hearing by good uh, God's word. And God can't go back on his promises, you know. And so you can count on him. You can count on his word to come through. He, the Bible says that he keeps covenant and mercy for thousands of generations. You know, and there's times, though, that, <coughs> like, I look at my... Um, I have like these little arugula seeds that I, I planted, but it took time, you know, for them to be germinating and sprouted. So a lot of times <coughs> um, we just, we need to continue to put God's word in our heart and trust the process, you know, trust that the word is going to eventually sprout and you'll see it. Sometimes things happen in our life and I'm like, wow, that was unexpected, mm -hmm. but I really feel like it may have been prayers that I paid prayed in the past and I know like even back to when I was believing God for a husband you know I was back in uh, when we grew up like you had to be married and have all your kids by the time you were 30 I think that was the thing <laughs> so I was 21 and I had some relationships and I hadn't met the guy so I felt like an old lady <laughs> I was like an old maid you know but it sounds so silly now because you know my kids are 28 and uh, you know they're up there and it's like wow you know why did I feel that way but I remember praying and praying and just really just seeking God because I got to the point where I didn't want to fool around with the wrong one anymore I wanted to keep myself and wait for that right person for my life so I just spent a season of just praying and praying and I was it was a very lonely season in the natural um and I would have a hard time when I see happy Hallmark couples and stuff, you know, it's like, where's my guy? But anyway, so Here I am. really feel like the way that we got together was very supernatural. And so I just, um, and it's not to say, look at me, I'm so spiritual. It's just that I did some, I did a little bit of work in prayer, you know, and the Bible says that we need to ask and, and request God's will on this earth. So Prayer opens up the way for God to move. So you may be praying about situation right now and it hasn't changed. And I have many of those in my life. 
But we're seeing some changes, little, little things happening, little sprouts coming up in one area of our life, and it's encouraging me, you know, and God will do that. I'll tell him, I'll say, God, I'm so discouraged because I haven't seen change in this. But then comes Barb Michael, or there comes someone else, and it just, they give me a little bit in my heart to give me that encouragement. So, so prayer, just since you mentioned that, yeah. just so everybody knows, we have prayer that happens Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it happens at 7 in the morning for 15 minutes and 6.45 at night for 15 minutes. And the number is, uh, uh, Jimmy will flash it up eventually, uh, but there's, a, there's one of those announcements, Jim. But be, be a part of that. Yeah. We've really had some really great camaraderie yeah. and prayer time. Sometimes I'll wake up at like 5 of, and I'm like, <gasps> and so I'll just like go downstairs, and I'm making my coffee while dear Richard's on the phone, you know, but I just <laughs> love him and his voice. It's very soothing and comforting when I hear him, um, but it's really great. So the, the exciting thing that I love is because sometimes things seem so daunting, but I just realize that um, the issue isn't whether we are full of faith, it's whether we have any. You know, you think about a glass of lemonade, you can have a little bit of lemonade in there, and then a full glass of lemonade, it's still a glass of lemonade. And the Bible tells us that, um, you know, let me, what's the scripture here? By Matthew 17, 20 in the NIV. Um, is that coming up? But yeah, anyways, it says, because you have so, because you have little faith, this is Jesus, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, um, you know, the idea there is just like one drop of red food coloring changes all the water. You know, so don't get discouraged. Get your scripture. If it's just one that you can grab onto, just, but believe God that, you know, because you're making effort to, to bring that before him, that he's faithful, and he's going he's gonna to bring that um, to pass. So also putting... Um, the word in our hearts. This is the exciting part for me is because I, you know, I have conversations with my kids. I have conversations with different people and I love to be able to get a word in my heart that would comfort them when they're talking. You know, um, I had someone share with me the other day and, and even in our songs that God has compassion on us, you know, and he has compassion towards you more than you even know. And he's wanting to fix situations and he's ready to and he's there for you. It's just like Elijah when he was under the broom tree and God gave him food because he was so tired. And I know a lot of us are just so tired and so weary of situations, but God has compassion on you. And I'm going to bring up something that's like from the 90s or whatever, but you know that um, Footprints poem? It is so true and real. And I'm just going to read a line um, from it here. And it says, um, where did I, where did I put that? Um, where is it? I don't know. Hold on. Where did I write that down? It would have been a good poem. No, it really is a good poem. Which part? The part about um, what happened, why were there only one Okay, here it is. Here. Lord. One line says, Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, um, you would walk with me all the way, but I noticed that during the saddest and the most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me. And he whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. 
Um, never, ever during your trials and testings when you saw only one set of footprints is when I carried you. And there are times when I just feel like that. I feel like God is just carrying me. And I was driving to church tonight and felt like he wanted to share that with you, that he's carrying you, Mm, carrying you through, and we're going to get through. Um, And so, you know, that minute, that really ministered to my heart. Um, So, I love to be able to be in the presence of people. And, and you know, like bolster pillows are those round circle ones on a bed that serve no purpose. They're just ones you got to like set up every time you make the bed. Well, a lot of times people's souls need that. To bolster means to, um, to lift someone up, to bring support or strength to someone. And how awesome to be able to do that for someone, to bring them. And that's how we, with our words, can do that with people. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 11, Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. And I realized that golden apples are beautiful and precious, and silver is also a precious metal. Those are precious things. So the right word coming at the right time is precious um, to people. Um, And then the verse following that says, A warning given by an experienced person to someone willing to listen is more valuable than gold rings or or jewelry made of the finest gold. So you can actually help someone to prevent them from making the same mistakes. Um, So, you know, I don't know. um, You don't know what your words um, can do for someone, but you but don't hold them back. Okay, so it's seven oh nine. So I'm going to take that's you're fine. Uh, I'm just going to take the last five minutes and and close up and I'll edit as we go. Uh, Verse seven in in second Corinthians nine, seven says this. You must decide each. Uh, You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Now remember, it's the principle of of giving of yourself. It's a kingdom principle. And don't give reluctantly or or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse seven, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion for God loves. He takes pleasure and prizes prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. So when we, how many of you have uh, those people who are just time suckers and drainers? <laughs> everybody knows them, right? I mean, everybody has them. It's, it's that sandpaper in your life to keep you kind of your rough edges. <laughs> I'll take it out. <clears throat> well, here, here's the thing. We've got to make a conscious decision every day that, number one, we're a spiritual person. Some of you may think, well, I'm not really very spiritual. You should see what goes through my mind all day. Hey, the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. The fruit of the Spirit is in your life, and the grace of God is upon you. You are a spiritual person. There's so many things that you naturally think that you're just doing that God leads you in every day that you don't even know about. Now, there's so many things. I, I, I mean, if I had time, I'd tell you stories, but I don't. So what you need to understand and know is you need to make a decision that I'm going to do this cheerfully. I'm going to give of the substance that's in me and on me to somebody else. And I'm going to do that with a joyful heart. Even the people that are difficult, even the people that are drainers and, and whatever, you know, those folks, God has a, a grace and a strength for you to give them. But why do we have a natural l- reluctance to give to other people? You know, I'm, and our natural flesh is like, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not doing anything. Like I just, I was sitting at a, a, a like a, this little 
uh, Jiffy store that's by our house. And I'm sitting in the car and the lady goes like this. And I roll down the window and, and she, she, she looks like she's probably on crack. Okay. She said, can you, do you have a few dollars for cigarettes? And I said, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have any money that's set aside for that. But I said, um, you know, is there something that, that you need, like to get to eat or to do? Oh, no, I just was wondering. Thank you. And she walked away, right? Why, you can be kind to that person as well, even though I knew that she was probably not going to use that money for cigarettes, right? But we, we, we make a choice to do that. But our natural reluctance to give to others is this because of this. We're afraid that if we give them something, we won't have enough left for ourselves. When you are reluctant and you don't want to do something that, that the Lord is prompting you to, what you're saying is, is that's mine and you won't, there won't be enough left for me. So what we need to make a decision is, is we give freely because the more we give, the more that comes into our lives. The more kindness and love and encouragement that we pour out, it comes right back, heaped upon us, and God does it and does amazing things. So I'm going to stop right there. There's other things that we have to talk about concerning the subject, and, and we'll get to it. Uh, but I just want to take a moment and do that. But I do want to pray for you right now and take the moment to just... Um, pray over you and your family. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, thank you for uh, praying with us, believing with us uh, concerning the building. It is exciting. Steve, is it, is, um, is, well, I, see, I can't, I, don't, I can't give any dates. I, I, I'm just hoping it would sure be great if we could be in the building in the new year. That's, that's my, that's my early in the new year. That would be my goal. No pressure, Steve. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just really want to encourage you uh, to continue to pray and believe with us. I mean, we're going to be able to have Sunday services as well as Saturday night, which there's some people who, you know, just can't make it on Saturday night. So it's all good. But I want to pray blessings over you and yours and your life. Can we do that? Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. First of all, that we have the right and ability to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit and to be a blessing to whomever we come in contact with. I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus to turn up the revelation and the understanding and the knowing of your love and your grace that's on our lives so that we can fully understand, recognize it, and be a blessing to others. Thank you, Lord, for using us even this week for as we get our eyes off of ourselves and we get our eyes onto Jesus and onto helping and blessings coming to other people, I thank you that you're going to be doing some amazing things. And I thank you that even this week, I claim breakthrough for every household that's here. Whatever they're believing for, whatever breakthroughs that they're, I'm praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would help them, encourage them at the least, encourage them to be strong in their faith as they continue to believe. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 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 God bless you guys. We're so excited that you came. Come again next week. God bless you. Have a great week.